You know, I, I say it a lot, but everybody in here, everybody hearing me by the internet, we've been given a free will. It, it's so important to recognize the power behind what you say. You have a choice to what you say. You can get up in the morning and you can say, good morning, or oh my gosh. You can say you're happy or you can say you're sad. You can say you're tired or you can say you're glad. I mean, you can, but, the, but the point I want to bring across, and I've got multiple scriptures I'm just going to quote today. There is so much power in everything that we say and do. Every song you just sang, if you, you will understand that you are worshiping the whole time you're singing, you can't just stand there and sing. Because you're, you're, inter, you're interchanging with the Heavenly Father. He is, he is hearing every word you say. But He hears every word you say 24-7. He lives in you. He wants to encourage you to speak life to everybody. You know, if the Bible tells us that He gives us life and death. And then He, then he comes right back with a scripture behind that and says, So choose life. So that's where I'm going this morning. And you say, well, you, you talk about this a lot. I, I know I do, but it, I've got to get this down as much as everybody else has got to get this down. We've got to recognize that everything you say in life has a direction behind it. You say, well, that's impossible. No, the scripture backs this up. Mark eleven twenty three says you shall, you shall have whatever you say. Now, you can take that. Or you can leave that, you have a choice. But I'm telling you, it's a fact. Our prayer time. Nothing, I was talking to Lisa, nothing happens in our life that someone has not prayed. That's the only thing that moves God, is prayer. Your words is what moves. Now, if we speak the wrong things, then you have opened the door for the enemy to use just what you say because, believe it or not, the devil knows the Scripture. And he believes the Scripture. And he knows that the Word says that whatever you say, you'll get. So he takes advantage of that when we speak wrong, when we, when we talk about people, when we gossip, when we, we say things we shouldn't, when we use the Lord's name in vain, when we, we're vulgar, when we're... Whatever you're saying is going to happen. You know, I, I, I looked up the word saying. 1,396 times in the Bible, it's, it's just the word saying. 348 times is the word spoke. And I didn't even go into the other ones that could say the same thing. And every, every one of the scriptures that you look at, when someone is saying, then it comes about. Maybe not right away. But fact is... Everything, that there's, there's such a force behind our words that, that we, don't have a, we don't have a revelation. We will when we get to heaven. I'm sure Ray Joe right now is saying, yeah. I'm sure my wife is saying, yeah. Everything that I said had an effect. When he got saved 10 years ago, I, seen, I knew him all my life, Ray. All my life I knew Ray from probably 8 years old on I knew him. The change in him, and you, you know what I'm talking about, the change in him when he gave his heart to Jesus. It, 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 I mean, his look and everything. To, but it's happened to you. 
Uh, it's amazing how you can see somebody that's not saved and then they get saved and their whole countenance changes. Because God's doing a work and, and you're speaking the right things. Now what happens a lot of times is when you get born again, if you're too young and you're running with the wrong crowd, then you get away from how to speak and what to say and you get right back into saying and doing the things that you didn't want to do. It's a habit and you, couldn't, you can't get out of the habit unless you do the other a long time and that countenance will fall away and you start building a future that you don't really want by what you speak. And we've got to recognize by what we speak, it's, it's, it's going to change us forever. Uh, Hebrews 4.14 says, let us hold fast our confession. In the New, New American Standard, it says, let us hold tightly our confession. In other words, pay attention to what you say to people. Pay attention to what you say to your kids. <laughs> Happen to watch Home Alone. I felt so sorry for the kid. Everybody, and I guess because this was on my heart already, I watched it yesterday evening. It was on my heart, and every kid in the family was cutting this youngest one down. And it was just like, he's got to be so insecure he'll never make it. Words are so powerful. I mean, you have someone tells you you're an idiot all the time. Joking or not, you have to be careful. Of course, jesting. Can I just throw this out? It's fun to have fun. But there's a limit to how far that can go. Because if you continue the fun, then pretty soon without you knowing it, the other person's going to feel that power of that word. You say, well, you mean we can't even have fun? No, I'm not, I'm not saying that. But coarse jesting has got to be at the proper time to the proper person. And sometimes you can't even coarse jest. Because it, it's words. You say, well, I was just making fun. At whose expense? Now, if you're both just having fun with it, it's a different story. But there's still a limit to that. Because you have to be so careful of what you speak and, and what you say. Why? Because the word says it. The Bible tells us that whatever we plant is going to grow. Galatians 6, 7 says, we reap what we sow. That's not just in what you do. That's also in what you say. You run around with somebody that's grouchy, you will be grouchy. You not only will be grouchy, people will be grouchy at you. Well, Why? Because it's a principle in the Bible. Bill Gothard taught me this 40 years ago. Whatever you do in life, if, if you don't smile, no one's going to smile at you. I've had people that come to church and then, then don't come back. Well, nobody talked to me. And I said, did you talk to anybody? Oh, I come two or three times and nobody talked to me. Did you talk to anybody? You reap what you sow. Well, my husband's a jerk. Are you a jerk? I mean, it's everything. It's, it, it's everything. It doesn't matter. Do you say I'm sorry? Then nobody's going to ever say they're sorry to you. Do you ask for, unfor do you ask for forgiveness? I mean, I, the, the, it, it's words. I, I got so tickled. We had this little, not little, it was part bull, pit bull and part terrier, but just a sweet dog. 
beautiful little dog, but it would not mind anybody in the house except the master. And you know why? She taught it in Russian. So we could say sit, and it would like, what's your problem? We could say get out of here. What's your problem? She could say it in Russian, and it, boom. Words. You say, well, you're talking about a dumb dog. No, I, I'm talking about words. I'm talking about things we say. I think the one that, the words that bother me the most are people that talk about people and gossip and cut people down like they're the judge of eternity, like they know the best and they know what they've lived through and they know what they're living in and they know what's going on in their life and they're so mighty, mighty, so full of pride you can't even spend time with them. But that all comes out through your words. You can just spend a moment with someone and know where they're at. You can just talk to somebody and you can see where, if they're, if they're self-motivated or if they're there to serve and to help. You can tell immediately. 2 Corinthians 10.5 says, take thought, take, take every thought captive. I'm just giving you the sharp version of the scripture. You got it all up there. Take every thought captive. Well, why? Because every thought is going to bring a word. Every thought is going to bring a word, and then that word is going to bring the action, if not at the same time. I, I, I go back to, to this building. There's nothing in this building that surprised me. Because we thought about it, we talked about it, and it became right down to the carpet you're walking on that's been such a blessing, except for my mistake over here. This has, been, this has been here since 1993, and it still looks nice. And I don't care what's going on in your life. And I brought it up last week. Young men that are losing hair, are you talking to your head? You say, well, that's stupid. If you believe the Bible, it's not stupid. Have you been talking to your health? Have you been talking to your aches and pains? Not complaining, telling you to leave. Tell my knee, I've been, t I've, and it's getting better. You say, well, weren't you supposed to have surgery? Yeah. Your words are so, young people, if you can grab this in the things you do every day, don't complain about your coach. Don't complain about your teacher. Just recognize it is a part of life of what God's walking you through to grow you up and mature you because everything's not going to be rosy in life. And we've got to come to a place of, you know, we all could complain about our government, but really it doesn't tell you to complain. It tells you to pray for them. Those are words. They will not change. They may never change. But our words will change the situation around it because his grace is sufficient to what's going on. You say, well, well, things are a mess. I agree. But what good is it going to do to sit around and complain and gripe and grumble? Let's just have a prayer meeting. Lord, touch their heart. Change their life. You're going to walk away feeling better. Things may not change for a lot. They are going to change. 
That's what I'll let you know. It's going to get worse, but it's going to get better one of these days when all of a sudden there's nobody in this church. Ah, oh, we have flashing lights. Light, man, if you just pull it down a little bit, I think it'll go away. We've got complications and problems. No, yeah, that's all right. Speak to your lights. Or Google it. But you know what's interesting about Google? You're just reading words. Or you're hearing words. I had a complication with my my Carvette, and Keith has always messed with that kind of stuff. And he walked downstairs, and in 10 minutes, boom, 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 boom. How did he get that? Words. The written word or words or spoken words, but you read it, then you, now I know what to watch for by his words. Now I know how the car's going to perform by his words. You say, well, no, listen, we, don't, we, don't, we haven't let this sink in enough. We've got to recognize. Matthew 12, 37 says, by your words, we are justified or condemned. By your words, by, by, by the way you talk, people recognize that you're born again. By the way you talk, you're, you're imparting the kingdom of God into people, into your children. You're training them up by your words, the, by your words and how you, how you come across to them, by your words and how you come across to other people. By your words, people are recognizing really what you're full of. And we've got to recognize how important it is to, to follow it. The most powerful scripture in, in here is Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life is in the power of, it doesn't just say that to tease you. It doesn't just say that. Death and life is in the power of your tongue. When Brad had that, that blood disease, we chose not to tell a lot of people because we did not want death going forth. We wanted life going. We wanted the people that would pray. We wanted the people that would stand on the word. We wanted people that would speak healing over him. And it worked because he's healed. But it's the same in everything we do every day, how we train our kids, what we do. There's so much power that it'll either move you toward death or it'll move you toward life. It's according to what you want in life. And we, got, we, we talked last week about living in thanksgiving. That's, a, that's an area of faith. Well, every day you're speaking that. John 6, 63 says, the words that I speak to you are spirit and are life. What do I want to tell anybody that I'm talking to? I want to give them spirit and I want to give them life. I want to, I want to be happy-go-lucky and have a good time and joke and cut up and things that we're doing, but, but I don't want that to come to the place in my life where I bring them down not knowing I'm bringing them down. I want relationships with people where I can be honest with them Never, never come across with a lie and always share and, and be bold enough to say, you know, what you said hurt me. Instead of holding that and letting that accident tear you down because they didn't catch the words maybe they said to hurt you. You can't take offense. You got to forgive immediately. But sometimes it's better to tell them, you know, you hurt me with what you said. And could you just maybe not go there anymore? Now, that's their choice, but you've got to be strong enough to walk in forgiveness, but then, then you've got to watch your mouth about the situation, and you can't find somebody that's in agreement with you about tearing them down. You can't run to everybody in that same spirit 
You've got to reject those wrong spirits and you've got to speak the truth and you, you've got to speak life and you've got to recognize the power behind it. The enemy uses the words against us. God uses the word for us. That's why it, it, it tells us to only impart grace. You say, well, pastor, I've heard you say that. I know. I'm as guilty as the next. We've got to constantly check what we're thinking, check what we're getting ready to say, and impart grace to every situation. If you've got a marriage, men, if you haven't recognized that a woman has, you know how you can pull up computer screens? Men, if you haven't recognized, they've got 15 or 20 up all the time. And what you say has an effect in, the, in a screen, that screen stays alive. Women, you've got to recognize we've only got one. And what you say affects our one. So why don't we just speak life? Why don't we just speak the things that drew you toward each other? husband and wives, girlfriend and boyfriends, speak the things that, that they enjoyed hearing, that you enjoy hearing, vice versa. Speak, don't, don't be cutting down and criticizing and demeaning and, well, you always do that. Well, what do you mean you, I always do that? I mean, why say those things? Why not come to the place of, of saying things that bring life, recognize that God can use the good. He doesn't use the bad. Did you hear me? Oh, he's going to use it. But he doesn't take, he, he has no power behind it because he's only life. The enemy's going to rip on you. The enemy's going to sit on your shoulder and talk the wrong voice. The enemy's going to make you feel like you're not good for anything. The enemy's going to, but God gives us life and he wants to use that. Jeremiah 1, 12 says, he watches over our words. He watches over everybody in hears words he watches over your words then it goes on to say that he has them come about he does the word in your life he he sets the stage of life for you for the words but the enemy sets the same stage if you're not careful in what you say because you reap what you sow if you're nasty and you speak nasty, if, if you're cross, if, if, you lose your, if you lose your temper and rah, 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 well, our littlest one, Huntley, going to be four in February, she didn't get to go to Walmart with mommy. So she sat down at the back door or the front door and just cried. I want to go, I want to go, thinking she's going to get her way. She thought them words would work. All them words work was discipline. Quickly, Keith is an awesome father. In love, honey. I promise you this is not going to get you to go, get to go. You're going to get something else. <laughs> Those are words. 
The power behind what we say, what we do. See, now, if the wrong discipline went on and the wrong training went on, that word, that crying and that whining and that word, if that little one got its way, then now the enemy has taken it and made a kid that's going to get his way every time and whatever he wants in life. And he's not, that little one, that little girl's not mature enough to decide what she wants in life yet. But yet, you all know what I'm talking about. The power behind words. The power behind words, it, 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 it's, 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 uh, Psalms 103 verse 20 says, You his angels, mighty in strength, who perform his word. Oh, then it goes on and says, obeying the voice of his word. Do you see that? When I speak life, when I speak goodness, when I speak peace, when I talk joy, when I live on that side of the, the camp, when I stay in that word, when I'm patient in my words, when I'm long-suffering in my words, when I, when I speak the word, it's going to come about. By the Father. That, that His whole goal is to bless us. Jesus came and died for all the rest of that junk. But even better, folks, listen to me. Let's say you made mistakes in, in, your, in your words. And you brought consequences in your life. And you made bad choices. Because, listen, you probably will never go into that wrong choice unless you have first spoke those words. You've probably never had an affair, married couples, adults, unless you first thought about it and then spoke it. I don't know if this is going to open or not. Words. But listen, remember David and Bathsheba? Remember David that looked off the wall? He's supposed to have been in war, and he looked off the wall, and he's seen this pretty lady in a shower. An outside shower. He talked sweet. He brought her to the kingdom. And he brought sweet talked her. And wooed her. And said good things to her. And all the while he was operating off with what he seen. He spoke words. He didn't even recognize that he had sinned for a year and a half. He was so deceived in what his words and his power that he has as a king. But listen to what he says. And I bring this up to show you that words can repair the past and build your future. Listen to what it says. It says, it says, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is always before me. He was saying, God, I made a mistake. I had wrong words. I had wrong thoughts. I had wrong life. Forgive me, Father, for what I did. Now, Jesus died for all that. But I'm telling you, until you come to the place of recognizing those things that you did, you have a hard time getting on the other side. But by the words that he just spoke right here, the prophet come to me and said, Hey, what would you do if this happened? Well, I, I, this is what I'd do. Well, you're the one that did it. And he, then he recognized, oh, my gosh. So what did he do with his words? He built a new foundation for a new purpose and a new destiny. I don't think there's anybody here that's got a perfect life. You say, well, I've never done nothing wrong. I never drank. I never smoked. I never even chewed. 
Oh, you've had a perfect thought life also? Come on. See, we've got we to gotta come to a place of recognizing our words are powerful in our everyday life, but my words are also powerful enough that when the Holy Spirit brings them something I need to deal with that happened in the past, I can say, Lord, I recognize what I did. Now, are you forgiven? Yes. But we've got to forgive ourselves. And we've got to recognize that. And sometimes we've got to speak it out of our mouth before it'll ever get clicked in our mind. And we've got to recognize that God has got this whole thing and he wants to build our future. Words build your future. Words is going to take you where you're going to go. So they're building blocks. You, You don't see it overnight. You don't really see the fullness of your salvation overnight. You get saved, you're all pumped, and you know in here something's different. But it takes changing my words to go where I'm going. It takes changing my words so people even recognize that I'm in the kingdom of God. And I want to walk in the kingdom of God. And I love the kingdom of God. And I want you to have what I've got because I'm forgiven. And I'm set free. And I, and I, but I can't stay in the old. I've got to get in the new. And to get in the new, I've got to have, I've got to have new words. It sets the course for our life. It sets the course for our relationships. What we say to each other can change that relationship forever. And we've got to recognize we've got to speak life. Team, come on up. We've got to come to that place of recognizing it's the energy behind our faith, our words. Or it's the energy behind the enemy tearing us down. And we've got to come to the place of recognizing there's a force there. And we've got to speak. We've got to plant. Listen, we just got to... If you want flowers, you've got to plant flowers. If you want an oak tree in your front yard, I suggest you go with hard maple so you might mess with the nuts. But you still got to plant the right nut. You got to plant the right seed. If I want a pin oak, I'll plant a pin oak. If I want a post oak, I'll plant a post oak. If I want a hard maple, I'll plant a hard maple. If I want a daffodil, I'll plant a daffodil seed. If I want life, I'll plant the Word of God. Every day, every word, everything I say. Well, well, pastor, sometimes that's really hard to do. I know, that's why I'm preaching it. It's hard for all of us, but it's the truth. And I'm telling you, your, your marriage can change, your relationships can change just by saying kind things and nice things and good things and being at the place where God's going to build a new future for you and a new purpose. Did we all mess up at times in our life? Yes, yesterday. But tomorrow's coming with what I say. Tomorrow's coming with the words that I say. Thanksgiving just passed, but don't quit Thanksgiving. Live Thanksgiving every day of your life. Let's, let's close.
Father, we just thank you. We just proclaim that you're good, that you'll never let us down. We thank you that those words are going out. And we thank you that you're going to take those words and turn right around and take care of us because you are good and you will never, ever let us down. We thank you that we're going to be sensitive to the Spirit and anything that's going to come out that doesn't glorify and lift you up or lift the people up that we're around, we're not going to say it. We're going to give all praise to you, Father. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Call you blessed. You are dismissed. Give somebody a hug before you leave.